What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a filmmaker, screenwriter, actor, and now the owner of emerging production company, Concrete Productions. And I cannot wait to get to know him better. Ladies, gentlemen, in every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Cedric Smith. How are you doing today, bro? Hey, how you doing? I'm feeling blessed. Good, good, good. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you making some time and having me, taking my call, all those things. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate you for having me. Anytime. So, what are you most excited about in 2023? Um, new opportunities. Uh, I know each year, each day, opportunity opens up and I feel like most people either take it or don't take it. And I feel like this year for me and the opportunity that opens up, it must, it has to be a yes to it. Um, I'm just so ready to see what the future has in store for me. And honestly, it's nerve wracking thinking about it, but just definitely ready. That's awesome. What are you leaving in 2022? Uh, I'm leaving bad decisions. Um, I made, uh, I'm leaving the people who wasn't on the same track as me, um, on the same mindset when it comes to like, just grinding out. Um, I'm definitely just leaving negativity in general. Love that. Tell my audience, who is Cedric Smith? Um, so I was born in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, I grew up with my older brother. He's four years older than me and my mom and my grandma. We all stayed in an apartment complex called Wesley Place. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a big complex, but you know, it was home. My mom was working while going to school. Grandma would watch us often. Uh, honestly, when it comes to me as a child, I was just I'm very timid, kind of stayed in my own shell. I wasn't really a talkative person, wasn't really outgoing. Um, that came later down in life, I can say. Nice. Do you think you used TV and film as an outlet growing up? Definitely. Um, I remember like 
my mom would have like CDs stacked, like stacked to your head, like a lot of CDs, VCR tapes, just watching everything. Um, that's kind of how I got out of my comfort zone. Like me and my brother would like always just repeat lines that we hear from funny movies or like watching uh, In Living Color, Martin, everything, just all that. And like, I guess we use that comedy or like the drama we seen from films to kind of like show our emotions sometimes, I guess you can say. What do you think a couple of the pieces of entertainment that you were watching, what pieces do you think made you feel seen or represented growing up? Um, that that's actually a good question. I can say when it comes certain actors like uh Jim Carrey, you know, he was such a goofy, like out there type of guy, and I kinda admired that. Um, you know, watching him like I, I used to wanna be like that, but I, I never knew how to get out of my shell. Or just watching the Wayne bros like Keenan Ivory Wayne's, you know, what he would do with his family. Um, I always see my older brother like him because he's a writer as well and he taught me everything I know. So I would kind of see him as Keenan and me as like Damien or anybody, Damon, or, you know, just kind of putting myself in their shoes. So trying to like live that through reality, I guess you could say. Do you have a favorite director? Yeah. Um, Actually, my favorite director is either John Singleton or Quentin Tarantino. Like those, I don't know, it's, it's something about their style and how they write as well as direct. I, I admire that. Like I just admire how they can do both. And I especially love Quentin Tarantino with Kill Bill. Kind of love those like gory movies and everything. Kind of like, you know, really love that. Absolutely. What would you say was the movie or the TV show that set you on the path to having a career in production? Uh, I can say, hmm, do you, ah, man, it's a movie that Michael B. Jordan starred in. I want to say Fruitville Station. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the movie that like, just, uh, it wasn't a big production movie. It was like a low budget but it was still like the message behind it was based on a true story. Um, it was just, be- it was real beautiful. And I I really kind of, that's when I knew I wanted to film. And it was just, it's something about that movie that just set me off and lit that fire under me. Nice. Would you have executed Would you have executed that movie in the same way that you saw it? Or would you, or would you have redone that movie in in a new lens? Um, It would have been a couple of things I would have done different. Um, I liked how, you know, he captured, like the the protagonist of the story is Oscar. I like how he kind of captured Oscar's last moments and everything. Um, One thing I would have done was like, start from the beginning like how did oscar get in this you know situation not just show like i guess the mid to the end of his life but also show the beginning like what made oscar the type of person he is um that's one thing i would have done different nice what's your favorite medium film or television 
Uh, film. Gotta be film. Yeah. Oh, um, tele- television's nice, but I I can't like just me in particular. I can't see myself working in that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's all about film. Okay. What do you think is your favorite type of film to produce? Or what would be your dream film to produce? Uh, if you want me, uh, if you want me to be honest, like any Marvel movie, right? Like Marvel, like I'm, I'm a big like nerd when it comes to that. Like any Marvel movie, particularly like the Spider Man or anything like that. Uh, I can say, yeah, just Marvel in general. Okay. Um, do you have a particular franchise that you are more drawn to or would you like to create a new franchise out of a character that you're familiar with um i would like to create one um it's a lot of even though i love marvel uh it's a lot of inaccuracies when it comes to like certain characters and their backstories so um if i did have the chance i would like create like create the franchise again and just try to make it more a little more accurate uh and go by the books and everything okay so when considering projects to make or when you think about the projects that you would want to produce or create or direct what makes a good project to you um I guess putting your heart and soul into it. Um, I feel like film is art, and when it comes to art, either someone likes it or don't like it. It all depends on how they interpret your art. So I feel like if that person just include themselves and put their soul into something, I feel like it's a masterpiece. Um, whatever, whatever you believe is good, that's what it is, and you just gotta stick with it and leave room for improvement. Everybody can improve. Everybody can like mature with their art, get better each day. Just, I say, leave no regrets. Don't second guess yourself and just keep moving up. Oh, talk to me about your writing process. How did you get into screenwriting and how do you go about creating a new piece? So, um. I got into screenwriting, it's a funny story. Uh, In the eighth grade, um, my friend, uh, he wasn't very good at writing. And I guess they had to make a story. They had to just make some story up. So he he asked me, can I write him a story and everything? So uh, I wrote him, I just, I don't know. I just came up with something within like a day and I was just writing it for him. I gave it to him, he turned it in. Turns out he had an A and our teacher wanted to put it in the yearbook and show it off and everything. But yeah, so like, that's kind of, that's kind of when I knew I had like the talent for writing. Um, the second question, can you repeat it? Um, second question is how do you go about your writing process? How do you go about writing a new screenplay? Um, anything um honestly i just i can look at something or uh i daydream i'm a huge daydreamer um i daydream constantly um if i have a dream of like a crazy dream or i think was like interesting or like exciting i'll write it down as soon as i wake up um 
And I was just like, someone told me just film random stuff. Like when I'm going out, if I think something is beautiful, if I think something is like horrific, just film it and look back at it, see what ideas I can take from it and just write off of that. And then that's how it can, I guess, keep get the train moving on how I can come up with stuff. But most of the time I say, it's just like, honestly, I just daydream about anything and, you know, life experiences, especially, um, definitely life experiences. Um, I believe that everyone has a testimony to tell, uh, including myself. And sometimes it just needs to be out there. People need to see your testimony. Hey, how many of your dreams have you turned into a reality through film? Um, man, I got a lot of dreams. Um, I I want to say I I made a couple of you know I made a couple of achievements. Um, when it comes to actually making my own production, um, stating that you know just being a better writer, stating that I want to. I want to direct is a big dream of mine, just going out there. You know, I mentioned earlier that I'm such a shy and timid person. I stay in my like own bubble. So the fact that like I announced it to the world, it's like, that's a big achievement itself. But when it comes to my achievements, I want to say I haven't scratched the surface. And I say that to motivate me to just keep going. Absolutely. What do you think you would do with Kill Bill 3? How would you oh, man. Um, <laughs> so it's crazy that you say that because I actually thought of this before. So with Kill Bill 3, um, I will honestly revolve it around the daughter. Um, have you ever watched the movie? <laughs> that's, a, that's an offensive question. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I'm just asking. Like, I didn't want to like, you know. No, I'm joking. Okay. No, I'm joking. I watch the movies once a week. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can't see the movie. So uh, the woman, okay, so Vivica Fox. Um, ah, man, I forgot. I'm sorry? So you're taking Nakia's story. Yes, yes. And like, just, the, you know, when the daughter saw, uh, when the daughter saw her kill her mom and everything, I would like really, cause you know, she said to the daughter, when you're older, and you, you know, you basically still want to kill me, come find me. Mm. I will basically do it off of that. Um, then I'll have, uh, I'll have it to where uh, the bride, you know, um, the basically the protagonist of the story, I'll have it to where her daughter is trying to defend her mother. So it's like a conflict between two daughters and everything. And like, I don't like, that's just how I would do it. I would revolve it around the daughters and everything and have them go at it. And I guess you can, it's one of those stories where it's no right or wrong. It's like, you can kind of see from both sides of the story, like, okay, I can understand why this person think that way and this person think that way. Kind of like uh, the first Black Panther, when Michael B. Jordan, you know, he's seen like the movie, the film kind of put him as the villain, but as black people, we kind of like, yeah, we can kind of see why he's doing all this and everything, you know? So yeah. just have two relatable stories and have the audience try to pick a side on who's right or wrong, so. Very nice. 
Has a random piece of film you've done when you were out there just filming random stuff, has that ever actually turned into a full-blown production for you? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say film, not yet, uh, but I remember one time um, what I'll do. Sometimes if I know I'm having like an interesting conversation with someone, I'll kind of like record it on my phone so I wouldn't forget. That has, yeah, that actually has become, uh, become something and yeah, I just, I love the conversation that I was having with this person. It was like a beautiful moment. It was one of those things where, it was, it was one of those conversations where it needed to be like had, I guess you can say like, you was going through a rough day and a random person just came up to you and said everything that you needed to hear. Wow. So what project did that turn into? Um, It's okay, so, it's not out yet, so I'm, that's why I'm really not trying to like go into it. But gotcha. uh, yeah, so it'll be out soon. I promise. Um, it'll it'll be out soon, and you'll be the first to know. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. What's the name of your biopic, and how do you want it presented? How do you want your life story told? Say that again. I'm sorry, you broke up. Oh, sorry. What's the name of your biopic and how would you want your story to be told? Um, man, that's a good question. Uh, I guess you can say my biopic would be, hmm, the name, I, the name, I don't know. Uh, usually the names, for me, I don't know about any other writers, but the name actually come after I wrote the story. But, right. uh, I wouldn't know about the name, but my biopic, uh, it'll just, you know, take place in South Carolina showing um, the ins and outs of my life. Like uh, with me, I knew I always loved film. I didn't know I, I wanted to get involved with film. Um, you know, I played football, I, you know, I was like athletic. I was an athletic child, um, played football into college. I played five years of college football and I was just, you know, interested in that. I thought I wanted that. Um, honestly, I kind of was falling out of love with it when I lost my mom, because that was something that I knew she was proud of me for. And, you know, like, as, I guess as soon as she like passed away, I kind of explored and tried to find myself again. And when I found myself, it was film. And like, just looking back at my past, how my mom would have the DVDs or the VCRs, that, that is something I kind of like figured like, okay, like you really want to do this. I don't know why you put it on the back burner for so long. So I kind of just took a step. I finally, you know, I graduated college, made sure I did that, but I took a step forward and just, you know, accomplished my goals and went for it. So honestly, my biopic would just be about, just be about the obstacles I faced along the way. Um, a lot of obstacles. Uh, like I said, everyone has a testimony, but I know with mine, I would want to show that no matter what you go through, like you wouldn't go through anything God know you couldn't handle. And that's just the main point of my bio. Nice. If you could bring anybody's life story to the screen, whose story would you want to tell and how would you want to present it? Uh, um, that is a actually a good question. Uh, 
Man, I would say I would on I would honestly say Jamie Foxx. And I say that and it's a weird one, but I say that because I feel like he's not appreciated enough. And I grew up on Jamie Foxx. I love Jamie Foxx and like he's so he's talented. You know, he can sing, he can write, he can act, everything. Like I feel like his story needs to come to life. Um the way I would do it, um honestly, if I could, like, you know, if I could, I'll just have a conversation with him how me and you are doing now. Just hear him out. You know, like hear his story, because I know he got a lot to tell. Um I know his sister recently passed away a couple of years back. So mm-hmm. I that kind of hit him hard as well. So I just want to like, you know, pick his brain and everything. And however he want me to go about it, that's how like, that's how I would like, you know, go. I wouldn't disrespect him by doing anything else. Cause a lot of bios, um, you know, like you have the Biggie bios, the Tupac bios, everyone has something to say about it. But I would talk to Jamie Foxx himself and people around him to see how I should go about it. So it wouldn't be any, you know, disrespect on my part, writing something inaccurate or different. Absolutely. What moment in Jamie Foxx's life would you be most excited to put on screen? Oh, the Ray Charles. I got to see how you landed that. Like the Ray Charles um, moment. Uh, that that was amazing because in my opinion, he looked like Ray Charles a little bit. So yeah. I just want- I just wanted to know how was it working with Ray Charles to prepare for that part? Um, you know, just trying to see how did he get into it? How did he get ready? Uh, what do he think he was like made for that part? Like, I think some people are born to play certain parts and mm-hmm. do he think he was like born for it or did he have to adjust and kind of like maneuver into that role, you know? Hi. Speaking of you're an actor yourself. Do you think yeah. that the role that you were born to play? Me, uh, I hope they hear me, but I really want to play uh, Black Spider-Man Miles Morales. I pray they, yes, like I pray they hear me. Like that, that is a role I really want to play. Like I don't care. Like I will, I will do anything to play that part because I, I really feel like. I can play that part. Like, I really feel like um, that's a part that's probably made for me. Um, also, uh, also, I'll just say any anything that has to do with uh, drama. Um, I feel like, uh, and I don't, you know, it's crazy because I don't really like watching dramas that much, but I feel mm-hmm. like, if, like, you know, I can act in it, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just know I can be able to like put my emotions into that and everything. I feel like with act, acting, you really have to like submit to the role and be that character. Uh, a lot of people, when they act, um, like just watching movies, that's they do a great job of doing that. Like they just really submit to that role and like you forget who they are at that moment. When it comes to acting, do you prefer acting in your own projects or participating in somebody else's production? So I've never participated in anyone else's production. It's always been my own. Um, I would like to see how it is 
to act in someone else's production and be on the other side, you know, as a director and writer, I know what I want. So I know how to do this or I know how, where I need to be, the angle I need to show and everything. So it's kind of, I wouldn't say easy, but it's kind of like, okay, it's, it's me. Like, you know, it's just my work and everything. But um, I would love to be in someone else's production and see the creative idea they have for me or what their vision. I would love to uh, do that one day. So hopefully I'll meet, you know, hopefully I'll meet some people, uh, you know, who's thriving, who got the same goals as me and just wanna, you know, just wanna make a beautiful film, so. Nice. What brought you in front of the camera? Uh, I didn't have, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't, I didn't have enough actors, you know. Well, people, I didn't have enough volunteers to act, you know, like every time I ask them, uh, someone, they'll be kind of like, nah, I'm good, or either that, or like they just couldn't act. Like, I know I'm not perfect myself, but it's like, you can kind of, like, if I put you in front of a camera, I don't want you, like, feeling nervous. Like, be comfortable in your own skin. Right. Yeah. Outside of Miles Morales, are there any more notable roles that you want to take on or create? Oh, I would like to, okay, with my thing is, um, you want to play Jamie Foxx, don't you? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't play it, man. I can't sing like him. I can't sing like him. But uh, I would love, I would love to recreate uh, Nate Turner's story. Mm. Um, I wouldn't play him because one thing, um, I, I kind of noticed a lot of thing about like Hollywood films and everything um, with like black people, like you know we all like a lot of people always get parts so easily either as a slave or being in jail that's yeah. something that I, that's something that i don't want to do for myself i never want to be i never want to play as a slave or as someone in jail because i feel like you know that's kind of that's kind of messing up my image yeah. and i don't want to put that out there so I would love to recreate Nate Turner's story. I feel like that's actually a story that shouldn't, you know, should be out there to see his life story and everything. So, because I honestly don't know much about his like early life stages, like his early childhood and anything. I don't know anything, but I would love to like just do research and, you know, talk to, talk to like people who kind of, who is experienced in that field of African-American studies and everything. So, very awesome. Now, in that line of thinking, if you could recreate a classic film, which one would it be? Uh, see, okay, um, I don't. I'm a. I'm a huge. I'm against recreating classic films. Nice. Yeah, I. I feel like uh, if it's classic and if it's like a masterpiece itself then just leave it alone but um man if i had to choose one i would do my favorite classic one of my favorite classic movies is uh powder i don't know if you know that uh it's about it's about a boy i don't know he just had like 
like powers and like everything would like stick to him or and he would get bullied um ah man like I don't know how to explain it. the movie is so old but I don't know how to explain it but that's just a movie I would recreate how to nice yeah tell me about casting how do you go about casting and what do you look for what makes a good actor for you um with casting usually i cast like uh friends of mine um people who's close to me or like uh since i went to you know i went to college and everything um i'll go to like you know the people who would be major in theater and everything um i'll just kind of go to them i'm not really picky with casting uh anybody who wants to help me because you know i'm i'm just trying to get my production up i'm just trying to get films out and i love to work with anyone um i don't turn down anybody i don't even turn down anybody ideas like uh, i'm very open to ideas whoever wants to if an actor tells me that they think a scene should go a certain way, we'll shoot it, we'll kind of compare the notes, and we'll just like talk about it at the end. And that's just, you know, I'm always open to ideas and everything. So that's um, honestly with casting, I'm not really picky. Just I, I really just cast my friends and everything or people that I know. So. Okay. Let's get into concrete productions. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Of course. How did this come about? And what is the first piece that you're releasing under the new name or or the new label? Um, so it came about, uh, I always knew I wanted my own productions. Um, I kind of like... I, I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite productions is uh, Monkey Paw by with Jordan Peele. Okay. I love I love how he just you know I I actually like really admire him like his films everything the hidden messages behind the films I love it. Um, yeah. So Monkey Paw kind of gave me that idea of like okay I really want my own productions. Um, the name Concrete came about because um, I'm part of a fraternity, Kappa Alpha Psi, and my line name is actually Concrete. So I just like, I don't know, like I just was coming up with names, trying to think of something and nothing was hidden. And I just thought about it. I was like, man, Concrete Productions, like that actually sounds nice. Like Concrete Productions for solid films. So that was going to be the slogan, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't really got it out there yet. So. But um, my first film that I want to, uh, I got like three films that I'm filming at the same time right now, but um, I know my first actual film that I want to do um, is something called The Foster Child. Um, I, I kind of don't want to get into it too much, but uh, it's, a it's a beautiful film, um, not that long, but it has like a, a real deep meaning behind it and a huge twist um i plan to drop it in march so it is coming pretty soon um i will have other work before that but this is like a film that i'm very proud of so like 
the other work that I have, it'll probably be, um, it'll just like, I have a lot of like creatives coming to me, asking me, can I work with them and film some of their work and everything. That'll, I'll be dropping some of that, but something that I can say is Concrete Productions' first child, like the first baby is the foster child. So be on the lookout for that. Nice, I'm looking forward to it. What are you most looking to contribute to the film industry? Oh, bringing back classic movies. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of a lot of films now. It's just it, it's not the same as it was when I was growing up. Um, granted, like uh, I would love to work with someone. I would love to work with someone who's like an expert at like horror films. I would love to bring back like classic horror films and everything because I feel like horror films now, don't get me wrong, I love them, but all it is is like jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. It's not like, it's not like the screens or the like the carries or anything like that. Like, you know, it's just like suspense music then it drops and then a jump scare happens. Like, I don't want that. Like, if I was to get involved with horror movies, I would want it to be actually like horror, I guess you can say. So, what would you say is your first love when it comes to creating film? Would it be the writing, the producing, directing, or the acting? The writing. Um, I, I've been writing ever since I was young. So I, I would definitely say the writing. Um, I, you know, I talk to many people. Uh, it's easy to write a story. Like it's always easy to write a story, but when it comes to like dialogue, that is hard. Like just putting yourself, because you, you have to know the characters, you know, this character might be, you know, an asshole while this character is nice and you have to like keep flipping the switch knowing how to like i guess like change your mindset so it's very challenging but that's i guess that's why i love it so much because it's, it is challenging so I, I just love writing in general writing scripts thanks now you wear a lot of hats and i commend and appreciate that um what which avenue puts the most pressure on you Um, man, uh, if you want me to be honest, just being, just being a young black creator, um, that's a lot of pressure itself. Um, it's, it's just, it's so hard trying to get things out there, get your vision out there when a lot of people is doing the same thing as you. And when you want to work with certain people, it's like, I don't know, they see it as a competition. And I don't see it as a competition. I see it as uplifting each other. And I feel like within the black community, that's what we have to do more, um, especially creatives. Um, it's hard enough, like all of us, it's hard enough trying to get our thing, get our like art up from like the ground up, get out the mud, everything. But I feel like if we had a chance to just uplift each other, help each other out, um, it'll be so much smoother. It'll help all of us out a lot more. And that's why I'm like really grateful for this interview because you're actually helping me out 
getting my work out there, getting my voice out there. So I definitely appreciate you for that. Anytime, I appreciate you. Um, you know, I love creatives. I love black creatives. I love people who are self-starters and upstarts. And, you know, seeing a black creative creating their own production company, I want to learn from you. Um, you know, I, I want to have my own company at, at some point as well. So I, you know, really wanted to share your story with the people and really kind of show different representations of like what black creatives look like. So I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course. What keeps you up at night? Um, feeling like I wasted the day. Um, if I go through the whole day not doing anything, like not even writing, I can't even write like one sentence about an idea I had and I feel like that is an accomplishment. But if I went through the whole day not doing like not doing anything, not even working out, not like I don't even know. I don't even want to think about it, but uh, that would keep me up. So I, I just hate feeling like I stayed in the same place. Okay. Okay. What's been the most impactful project you've been a part of? Uh, the most impactful project, I would say just uh, my own. I would definitely, I'm not trying to like sound conceited or anything. I would definitely say just my own projects. Um, I don't work with a lot of people for the uh, fact that what I stated earlier, except, you know, actors and actresses and everything. But like when it comes to other directors and everything, um, yeah, I don't, I don't work with a lot of people because uh, I feel like, you know, it's not genuine. Um, you know, I try to reach out to certain people and it's never genuine. Um, I connected with a lot of people, well, not a lot, but um, a few people in Atlanta. Um, you know, it wasn't really genuine that much. But one thing I will say is, and you know him, but I don't think the people know him, but I, I'm currently about to work with Devante. And I feel like that's gonna be the most impactful. Like you go on going forward, that will be the most impactful um work, you know, piece of work that I do. He he's the most genuine person, you know, whoever like reached out, you know, he kept me on my toes. He told me, he told, you know, he basically gave me the ropes. He was giving me advice and everything. So like a shout out to him, man. He really, you know, got me going and motivated me to just keep going and everything. Absolutely. Shout out to him. Um, <laughs> what has being in production taught you about people? Um, being in production taught me that everybody has like a vision. Everybody has their own idea, whether it's like small, large, uh, anything. Everybody has a vision, and I feel like everybody voice need to be heard um a lot even the people who stay silent i feel like the quietest people in the room have has the most to say honestly so always just i don't know i just observe i sit back and observe and i watch and i continue to learn what do you think the common thread is between your projects and what do you think that thread says about you as a creator sorry one more time what is the common thread between all of your projects? And what do you think that that thread 
represents as far as you as a creative goes? Uh, the thread that I can say that um, is parallel with each of my projects is that uh, honestly, all of them is a life experience with me. Um, even if the main character name is different, um, even if like this situation kind of like happens or ended differently, it all it all was a piece of me at one point. So um, it can either be the emotional me, the depressed me, uh, the happy me, the mad. I always put my emotions and feelings into my film. And I just put, you know, like I can have a film about five friends going on crazy adventures and everything. And that would actually just come from my life experience because I actually do have five friends back at home that I would do everything with. So it will definitely just be that experience. And um, what it would say about me is I'm not afraid to put my truth out, whether it's the good, the bad, the nasty. Um, I'm human, I made mistakes and I, you know, I carry regrets. I try not to, but I'm not afraid to put that out there, if that makes sense. Absolutely. How would you frame your mother's story and her impact on you on screen? Oh, I would honestly just have it to where like, I will show, I will just show it from the fact that she was a single mother doing everything that she could, you know, like working multiple jobs in, while in school, trying to raise two boys, while also like, you know, just having that thrive about her. Um, she was a real, she was a real go-getter. Um, Whatever my mom put her mind to, she would get. And she, I kind of got that grind from her. So I kind of, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where I would show people who the real Tamika is, because not a lot of people know. And I feel like my mom deserved roses because she did her best with us. And even though she couldn't continue raising us and everything, I feel like while she was here, she did her best. And that that is enough because where we're at, we're not in jail, we're not in the gutter. Me and my brother, we're not in gangs and my sister as well. We're not in gangs, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything that we know she wouldn't want us to do while we was here. And that's all we grew up around. So she tried her hardest to shield us from the harsh realities of where I grew up at. But at the same time, it's like, she just, she did her best. And I, you know, I would just put that out there. That's absolutely beautiful. What movie would you make about the college football experience? Oh man, um, I would, I don't know. Uh, for my college football experience, it was like, it was, it was blessings. Okay, so um, I know if I was to put it around me, um, I remember in high school when I was about to go to college, um, I had, it's crazy because I had one scholarship and I remember that I was trying to commit. I was like, man, I'm ready to commit. I'm calling the coaches. They wouldn't pick up. Turns out uh, I got invited to something called the North-South game. Mm -hmm. and. 
this game is like a big game. Like it's like uh, upstate South Carolina versus lower state South Carolina, big game, man. So I remember um, I was like, all right, so I'm about to get ready. I'm about to get back in shape for this. I'm about to go run track. On my way to track practice, uh, my godmom, she called and she was telling me that my mom was in the hospital. I was like, okay, what's wrong? Like she wasn't telling me. So I just remember just skating to the hospital, like just zooming. And I remember that I went to the wrong side of the hospital. So I had to like walk all the way around. It was a huge hospital. And I remember um, when I finally got there, I just seen everybody crying and like everybody like kind of crying. And I kind of like realized I made it too late. So um, fast forward and I remember my brother, he talked to me, me and my brother, like, you know, we do what other siblings do. We fight sometimes and we never really had, we had a great relationship actually now that I look back at it, but it was just so much fighting because I guess I was that little annoying little brother and he was just tired of me sometimes. But uh, I remember we had one of our realest like conversations and he was just like, I was really about to quit. I didn't want to go to college. I was didn't want to play football anymore, but we just had a real conversation. And he told me, he told me that he know that I love playing football. So just basically pushing me to do that. So I ended up actually still going to the North South game. Um, I ended up winning offensive MVP, you know, everything and like that whole time there I just like really felt like she was with me and I remember that when I called the school who recruited me they were like oh hey they was basically saying like hey yeah I'm sorry we have to take away your scholarship because one of our senior players decided to stay another year and we're sorry about your mom and just hung up in my face and like that's like the last time I heard of from them ever so it, it, it kind of messed me up but I remember. I'm sorry. That no, I'm just reacting to what you're saying. That's yeah. Like what? what? Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. So um, I just remember uh, my one of my uh, high school coaches. He called me and he was like, "I need you to come to the school." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm a senior. Like I shouldn't. I'm not even supposed to be here because like I had like two classes and then I could leave. So I came back to the school." Um, and he was talking to me. He was like, I have a coach you want to meet you. And Mike Furry, um, head coach of Limestone University, you know, he was talking to me and he told me he wanted me, wanted me to be a preferred walk-on. So I was like, you know what? This is God. I might as well take it. Boom. I applied for the school. I got in because like, I was very smart. I graduated with a 3.75. So, like, you know, I... Word. I could get into school, but it was just like if I didn't want to go to school if I wasn't playing football. And that was my mindset back then. It was crazy, but that's just what I thought. But um yeah, so I went and honestly, it was just that's all she wrote. Like that's where it went from there. So I it, I would just definitely tell that side of how I got to college. Um especially and how I played like a remarkable 5 years. Um, my first two years, my first year I redshirted, my second year, you know, I actually did get playing time and the other years I started. So like, I would definitely just tell that story. Nice. Have you ever thought about participating in, in, in animation? Yes, yes, yes. Oh man, I got 
so many ideas for that. Um, man, me and it's crazy because me and my friends, um, I actually have two friends back at home and like we're on the same wave when, when it comes to like creativity and like writing stories. And we actually came up with an idea for that. So yeah, please, if there's any animators out there, I would love to work with you. I have so many ideas. I actually want to come up with uh, a black anime as well. So if you, yeah, I'm gonna say if there's any black, uh, if there's any like animators out there who can help me, please contact me. You know, that would be a lot of help. I would love that. Yes, thank you, because I need that. I need that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely ready for that. Absolutely. Now, speaking of black animes, <laughs> what? Now, I know I asked you earlier, what would you do with Kill Bill 3? What would you do with season four of the Boondocks? Oh, man. So. Ah, man. So if John Witherspoon was still alive, because I, I don't like replacing people if they like are made for the part. And I really feel like he was made for like granddad. Absolutely. But, ah, man, I would. Season three was such a. OK, so it's, it's crazy because season three was such a like. I don't even know. That joint just went downhill. I probably wouldn't even continue it from season three. I would probably have to just come up with my own story. Um, I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep it irrelevant uh, to like today's story. Um, I'll definitely like mention the Donald Trump scandals, or like I'll definitely mention. Um, you know, some sad, heartbreaking stories like Chadwick Boseman, but kind of make it in like a boondocks type of, you know, like, you know how people kind of use comedy for relief in sad situations, kind of like that. Um, I would definitely just do a lot of that. Um, I know for me, I'm not really good with like comedy. Like I love, like I'm a funny person, but I can't really put like that into like a script because I feel like my sense of humor is my sense of humor. So it's right. different from everybody else's. So when it comes to like comedy, I would definitely just like work with a team of people to see like what we could do. So, but yeah, yeah, Boondocks, ah man, that, I don't know. I would definitely have a lot more like Huey time because like Huey, my favorite character. So I'll probably like have like Huey and Jasmine kind of have a thing going on, but definitely probably you know, I don't know, put them a little older too, because, you know, they're 10 and 8. I'll definitely put them a little older, like in the team. So, kind of like that. Nice. Very nice. What have you learned about yourself from putting stories on screen? Um, one thing I learned about myself is just the fact that I have a creative bone in my body. Um, a lot of people place me into this box to where like because I play like sports and they put me into a box where like okay he's just a jock and he's just you know all he know how to do is catch a football do this do that and it's like I I didn't I kind of started believing that and I, start, I started like kind of just playing that role people put for me but I kind of like you know just exploring with myself and like knowing myself I kind of see that like is more to me than that 
and I'm I'm a very open-minded person. Um, I'm, you know, I'm very like caring. Um, I'm not this, you know, I'm real goofy actually. I'm just a goofy person. Uh, I'm not even like serious like that. Uh, I'll take my work serious and I'll take things that I need to take be uh, serious. But other than that, like I'm, I'm really just laid back. I'm real cool, and I guess that's what this film made me realize. Like it just made me realize how to find myself again. That's awesome. Is there anything that you took from playing sports that you learned from playing sports that you've carried into your production career? Definitely uh, leadership roles. Um, Definitely leadership roles, how to take accountability for my actions and my mistakes. If I made a mistake, just taking that accountability. Um, another thing I would say is that sports taught me how, sports taught me how to, I guess, time management, my priorities and everything. Like having school and practice, then working on my individual stuff. That's how I kind of like, do with my schedule now um when it comes to like writing scripts i have like a bunch of alarms on my phone like it'll be like get up and write a script or then it'll just be like get up and like go outside film something like a bunch of alarms knowing how to like just have time management for myself and how i can like just i guess be more responsible for how and not just be all over the place very dope are you looking for submissions for projects to produce right now and what do you think you what would you be most excited for somebody to pitch to you right now what would be your instant yet um yeah i'm definitely looking for submissions um any anything is open like i said i'm very open i will not turn i wouldn't turn down anything unless it put a mark on my production i'm willing to work with anyone and any you know just anything if it if it helps me in the long run and help both of us you know achieve uh the one thing i would say i would love if a person pitched me like a horror film only because I feel like when it comes to horror films and when it comes to like working on them, like you gotta have like uh, face paint for the creature or like face paint for the blood and everything. I feel like that's fun. And I, I really just wanna be around that. And I feel like with me, it's more of the experience, if that makes sense. It's just, it's the experience rather than just the film that I'm making. I would love to just have a great experience when it comes to like working with different people. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience that I didn't cover in our conversation today? Um, Honestly, we covered a lot. Um, I just wanna say again, thank you for having me. Um, for the people who don't know, you can you know follow me on Instagram, uh, Concrete Productions one the number one and the concrete is spelled with two k's um definitely oh, my dms are open for ideas definitely willing to work uh i'm in the carolinas and atlanta area uh, just hit me up anytime i would love to work um 
And that's that's honestly it, man. I appreciate you for having me, and I enjoy the talk. Anytime, I appreciate you. Come back anytime when you have a new film premiering, when you got something else going on, um, when you win your first award. I'd love to talk to you about it. You know, I'm sure this is going to be a big year for you. There's a lot of things going on, so I'm excited to see what you come out with next and all of the things that you're going to grow with concrete. And so, I really appreciate you letting me be a part of your journey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Um, I definitely, you will be the first person to know for every work I do. So I appreciate you. Well, I'm always here. And on that note, children, I'm going to release Mr. Smith back into the wild. I'm sure he's a very busy man and has things to do, stories to create, films to film. So that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in. I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest Cedric for blessing the pod. I want to remind every single one of you guys to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys.